how the amazing universe always works we are going to change up our intro and at first i wasn't sure and then i was like you know what wait a minute let me go revisit the i am an expanding consciousness intro and just hearing the first couple minutes i'm like okay yes it is time for an update especially with all the new episodes that you'll be hearing and the integration of trauma-informed and somatic-informed as well as the somatic experiencing-informed, upcoming mindsight, so all of the lovely addition to our human elements. The intro, this one's going to be kind of short and uh, I'll revisit them probably according to when time will ask me for a new one again. (laughs) So in the meantime, anybody who's new, welcome. You can find in really the description of all of the podcasts, uh, since they're standard, a good explanation of what uh, we're all about. And so I'm just going to break it down. We're Enlightenment Soul Age Group, and so people who are in their 5D, self-empowered, enlightened state of consciousness. And what this means in human terms is people who are functional adults, they are differentiated selves, so differentiated self you can find that in uh, family of origin therapy stuff and we also have mindfulness brain and mindsight brain so we are able to use our lovely brain in a neuroplastic way and just using words to describe concepts that my regular listeners know about but that anybody who wants to tune in you know uh, you would want to know about otherwise you can't follow the conversations also enlightenment soul age group people are in their ventral vagal system so we are always uh, safe and social with humanity in fact we love humanity and life to death the death of us in fact we're all still breathing for now right until i wake up tomorrow i'm still breathing and we don't suffer Uh, we actually experience emotional pain uh, in its natural form allowing it to flow and do its thing and we don't sit and create stories there's a way that i can explain this by the way it's uh, always neuroscience psychoeducation and we only have love cycles but i do look at those who might have shame cycles because i know that everyone is always going to be looking to expand so there are people who will choose to move out of 3d 4d and or other soul age groups and so they will begin to be able and see wait a minute my body heart and mind they speak something and i actually want to listen to it i want to be the grown-up version of myself so taking those emotions and saying you know i'm going to pay attention to what i think and feel and i will be able to move forward with respecting others by being able to be equanimous because see when you are a functional adult it means you're forgiving and nuanced because you're using again your mindfulness brain and i forgot you're in a state of physiological compassion so you're actually able to sit in your psychological floor it's called a neocortex it has six neurons two for the here and now do for the implicit memory stuff that every human being body holds and it goes all the way back to Fashis. thank you dan siegel for that explanation they meet in the middle where there's other two neurons which creates our subjective reality so everybody's emotions are based for our own self-survival but it comes and begins since we're little so again when you are in the enlightenment soul age group you're actually aware when the implicit memory stuff is coming up and you're able to sit in this zero place and understand oh wait these are my emotions and to talk about them 
and in every one of our episodes we look at different things twin flames soulmates oversoul because i am a person who's also in that community of the mystics mystical esotericism metaphysics so besides the human elements and all the spirituality with Sadhguru, lovely yogic sciences he's the one who i learned from like because in our engineering course and i also did shambhavi kriya and i'm doing another thing with him so i listen to him when it comes to spirituality he's my guru of choice and uh, the other subject matter experts i name as i as it goes but um long story short we're in a physiological state of compassion so we know how to be able and sit with a orange and apple and actually enjoy our conversations you get to learn about this and more from both a perspective of again mystic as well as a person it's the infinite higher human consciousness expression potential etc etc that's why inner growth is only what comes forth and we don't have regret we don't have any of that uh, we don't suffer again we don't sit in our temporal junction and so explain all of these things and more through our topics there's also subscription-based model content for those who want to learn to put into practice because there's some episodes that are for practice and then there's also the lightworkers life that's where i share my personal clear stories and relate it to you from an enlightenment soul age group perspective we do have i'm consciousness expanding consciousness but i evaluate month to month we have at least one episode you can sign up it's uh, five or six dollars in dollars euros would be probably not more than six euros and in other currency i'm not sure what that would be but meantime thank you for tuning into the intro and i hope you stay for the episode and if not thank you for stopping by and i share with you my unconditional love and uh, wish you the best welcome back to my lovely ihp community today we get to talk a little bit about neurotypical and in addition to antisocial personality I also just want to talk about neurodivergent, neuroatypical, and share a little bit of the wisdom that I got to take in with my recent um, Mindsight Institute courses. I get to have interactions with Dan Siegel, Dr. Dan Siegel. He is a, I believe, psychiatrist, or his background definitely is in psychology, psychiatry, but his uh, course and his institution is something that brings together more than one topic more than one subject matter so i'm learning and getting a trauma informed educational certificate i believe he'll call it trauma informed but i need to double check we learn the interpersonal neurobiology framework and that's to support informing on how trauma affects lives and people and on supporting so for me as a mentor and a podcast host and content creator it's important because the personal development sphere is what i deal with right what i love to support is people's well-being their infinite higher human consciousness potential experience journey it's an option to go all the way to that enlightenment soul age group so we always talk about a lot of things but there is definitely a community that I build that is focused on those who are inclined and are wanting to be in this 5D, which is unconditionally loving and neutral, which equals a person who wants to achieve their restored sense of self, their their restored embodied sense of self, 
and that would mean being able to identify that there is a dysregulated embodied self and that that equals those shame blame fault revenge cycles which with the neuro atypical is very clear with the neuro neurotypical the neuro atypical so the neurodivergent is where there are differences and that's why again i want to honor what i've been able to learn because we got to talk in our meeting the students that are in this course we got to meet with dan and and one of the questions was around neurodivergent traits and it was focusing on adhd and hypersensitivity and so he did not touch upon narcissism sociopathy or psychopathy but he did touch upon I believe it was borderline and schizophrenia and what really was interesting was the way the conversation went so again this is where this is always food for thought and learning to have 5d conversations means there are no sides we're all human beings and that's because we're in 5d that we know we're all human beings we're not ego sensitive we're life sensitive so we don't have unresolved trauma this is what a restored embodied self-aware person will be a functional adult in compassion which is equanimity it does not mean we are disengaged from what has taken place from the past it means we are not suffering because we're not in a space of unawareness of our timeline as a species that has moved from only having a reptilian brain to being able to have a mammalian brain to being able and have a cortex our brain is made of three so this is where 5d conversations happen because people are both trauma-informed and somatic-informed for real we're not in trending topics so we don't do mental health as a trending topic we don't do any type of neurodivergent or neuroatypical or neurotypical as a trending topic we don't use words as trending topics and what this means is we do not use stereotypes or generalizations and we don't use them because they are inaccurate and they are only used by those who do a very specific type of investigation which is in time going to be changed because that very type of investigation thank you to my lovely intuitive psychology teacher where she's presenting the entire body of psychology and everyone in academia pretty much we're going to have two groups right now in fact it's very clear the ones who are open to knowing that we don't know everything and are trying to create 5d conversations there's respect to every subject matter expert and to every discipline there is respect with knowing we don't know all things which is where humble comes into the mix and there are different ways that this is being presented so from my intuitive psychology teacher thank you so much she made a statement that i've been meaning to share because i'll never forget i shared with you the story of when i got my master's and i presented to my research and analysis teacher the research that i wanted to do and she defined it as we learned there's two types of studies that people conduct quantitative and qualitative quantitative is based on numbers that's where people actually think that quantitative is more true or more important than qualitative because it can be added up with numbers and this is where my intuitive teacher comes into the mix she's again a psychologist in the psychological realm an academic as well as a researcher as well as a practitioner all of these and above in the area with other people who are also in this area so not trending topics people who are informed and who continue to do research for real whether people like to hear the truth or not according to what gets found it's up to again 
those who are open to knowing we don't know everything we're married to the unknown we know that academia doesn't have all the answers nor do they have all the answers if today they say the sky is blue and i got to learn that the sky and blue actually excuse me is a code which if you really reduce everything to a number and to energy and to sound we'll know that we'll know that everything is in fact uh able to be clearly identified but it's so infinite that we don't have it all that in fact so let me get to my topic otherwise i'm gonna go into a whole other area with this one but long story short she says qualitative and quantitative are both important and really quantitative is not more important but scientifically speaking in the past the western world has made up this decision where quantitative is more true or truer than qualitative this is because they're disregarding qualitative totally false so the scientific community is recognizing this and in time this is where quantitative and qualitative are both research methodologies the difference is one adds numbers up and because of data it thinks that because of repeat patterns it can make set in stone definitions because they're finding that this is not true that's not how it works qualitative is actually very important and in fact this is where when i did my masters my teacher did not like that i chose a qualitative research methodology because she said it's harder to prove it's subjective it doesn't have numbers and stuff like that and i was like well this is what i want to ask so i went ahead and did my own uh choice i made my choice in fact the way that that went down was where i am pretty certain i was penalized because of the bias that this professor had regarding qualitative and quantitative research they did not want me to pick qualitative i chose to do it my way and when i got my grade in fact it wasn't the grade that it could have been and i am very much inclined to believe that my choosing to disregard her indication is part of the reason why she did what she did again it's not a really big deal this is those areas where it's a hunch that i have based on how human beings work and it's happened to me before in academia with those who should be more enlightened and i say should because technically when you're going into a school you think that the leaders are going to be more enlightened what you end up finding out eventually is that there are those who are but it's only the ones who are humble enough to be out of their own egos which is only recently something that i'm seeing from the academic community and so in my time i would say that there is not as much of the open and true conscious leader although i have met some i'm thinking of one of my teachers now they're conscious leader yes they most likely are not influenced by their own preferences when they're grading their kids papers they would know that their preference is going to potentially impact so they'd know that their emotion about something would have them honing in on what they like and don't like and yada 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 so back to our topic that was to state how uh in general when you meet any type of uh, person who is restricting their way of life to something harsh it's an adaptive child these are not open-minded people these are people who have still uh, very much their own unresolved insecurities and they're using their expertise and their intellect without their body's intelligence so they're only navigating from the left brain so their stuff is only quantitative and therefore the emotion is in a charged state 
the quality behind the action is an insecure person who has a string attached to it in fact that leads them to so it's not good or bad it's just that when you hear people yelling at each other there's hurt is what i'm trying to get to so the what i really want to get into is how this was played out in again a wisdom room environment and so no person here was charged all adults all conscious and every one of these individuals academically informed like i trauma-informed interested in supporting humanity to move into a spectrum of accepting each other but being also realistic which means being able to hold space for that which we know that which we don't know yet that which we're still uncovering how to handle to the best of the ability and how the past is not to be erased so science quantitative is not to be erased and and say only quality no they both exist so the marriage of science and spirituality is here for a reason and the people in the middle the spiritual individuals that are extremists are the ones who are not supporting and spirituality can be extreme too and what i'm talking about is science exists because minds have began looking into things creating things and people who want to side with only nature meaning ah the nature that had no knowledge that remained ha ha auga no that's not that's not expansion that's not evolution that's not how we evolve our evolution comes because the brain began to have a cortex this is the whole point of, of, of us thinking we're able to think thanks to evolution so science is not to be condemned for having made mistakes and being in basically uh these obtuse obnoxious close-minded human beings they were there because in the medieval times there was a certain type of not hierarchy then you move you know like there's a reason why knowledge began to be looked at as oh let me venerate you not everybody knew how to read back way back when and in the in the churches okay so i know the conspiracy theory people love talking about the masses being held down well uh, the masses aren't being held down is either you can educate yourself and get informed or you can be a trending topic and keep thinking that the masses are being held down it's you know again the 5d is not in conspiracy land there's all 4d 3d people they're all there and so 5d we are basically in a land of oh look at all this beautiful information we've gathered yes the past has brought about certain merry a lot of uh suffering because our evolution involved us being one with the animals moving into knowledge you know using things and being ignorant and now we're less ignorant and now we're less ignorant and how are we less ignorant thanks to the research thanks to the science thanks to academic world it's not only philosophy because philosophy actually keeps people ignorant this is why anyone over here who's talking about not wanting school well if you want to not learn how to read go for it if you think that knowing how to use your hands but not knowing how to use your brain is going to get you go for it if you think we're going to be back and forth go and be in the forest please be my guest so if you think that things are going to halt because of somewhere you think nature is not going this is the whole part of where people who are in 5d we are connected to this infinite intelligence which is why we find it humorous when people forget that human beings are part of nature and our evolution involves the intellectual brain so discarding academia is bullshit not to mention very dangerous not to mention it won't happen because structure exists and structure has made it into law that children must go to school until yada 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 and structure is also going worldwide to try and ensure that all people can have access to humanity 
without being up in people's faces because there's the thing called culture and respect and culture so there is a balancing that is here and it isn't going to be deleting academia <laughs> that's not anywhere close to it it's going to be expanding academia to be more humble to integrate multi-disciplines to respect each other's subject matters to be in a space of knowing we don't know everything and this is why again with the wisdom that i got to see let me dive into this neurotypical and neurodivergent and or neuroatypical so when people are getting sensitive about it it's because they have obviously experienced a deal of um, emotional situations and this is what was presented so the question was how can we use the interpersonal neurobiology information and framework that we're learning when it comes to neurodivergent traits and situations and people in this world and in our world and how they're also you know not able to do everything stuff like that so the the challenges for neurodivergent for neurotypical neuroatypical excuse me in a neurotypical world and i loved how dan was able to address what was being presented because the person presented a book i won't name the book in order to avoid making any specific type of connections that may be misunderstood but they made the point to present the book and the professor explained why the term even came to be and how it came to be and he gave us a background about that and it's kind of like with what happened uh with the hot coffee cup and that mcdonald's things i think it was okay and so that although it's understandable because here's where it's the expenses that come from a person dealing with their uh neurodivergent depending on what we're talking about right so between adhd hypersensitive but there's also other so borderline i think is one and any cluster i i'm uninformed on how to organize it informationally but every one of the people who are in the neuroatypical so i'll use even for the antisocial personality he went on to say it's called a disorder we probably or i don't know if he said we probably will other psychologists the ones in the somatic community are the ones who are voicing the desire to change that word from disorder to another word because of obviously understanding how can we try to help people to be normal feel normal meaning feel themselves and so that's why we're in the middle of things of how do we recalibrate society to address all these areas the ones who are wanting to create conversation that's why we're not yelling at each other this is the point we're evaluating what is the sweet spot the people who are yelling they're all wanting it their way and they're yelling because that's what teenagers will do to each other they'll be in drama land without knowing that there's a structure and there is need to compromise because the structure is made of a gazillion billion people and that's it this is the this is the part you're either an adult or you're not so if you don't know that the world doesn't revolve around one human being one culture one system one anything you know there's nothing anybody can do about that and uh, that's where we'll leave that so as 
dan is explaining what happened and you know this and that he says of course the costs it's understandable the part about disorder it's termed this and he's respecting all of the different academic communities again all the subject matters and saying some people they need the medicine and and he's explaining once again we don't know everything so of course there are there are still areas that are undiscovered when it comes to the mind when it comes what level of healing can take place when a mind begins to be able and be effective with itself so to to get here guys and gals what what really i want to point out is that there's people who don't do personal development and they're not in any way shape or form a person who has good interpersonal relationships yet they think of the world in the way of the movies okay and that's that's an example of those who are secure attachment and don't do anything to get into behaving like adults functional adults forgiving nuanced and learning new skills with each other they actually are the worst ones let alone a person who's suffering from not being able to okay so this is why the community that does the mental health trending topics they're just yelling and shouting from a place of hurt and some are experiencing and have experienced actual obviously hardship others have not they're just saying i picked this side and because i've picked it now i'm involved in it through the suffering that it is and again everyone chooses how they want to handle life so that's for the 43d community and these other soul age groups for the adults in the room we are not going to sit in the suffering as the dalai lama who is smiling and laughing and saying it's not in spite of the suffering it's because of it that i smile so he's saying i choose to be the love i choose to be the joy i choose to cultivate these so that suffering on the planet doesn't win and fyi suffering is a choice temporal junction things that happen to us that's not a choice so you could have an instinctive reaction of hurt sadness upset ruminating you choose this it's a modality now not everybody chooses to have a dysregulated embodied self so those individuals don't choose to have the monkey brain don't choose to have this wiring that happens shame blame fault revenge they're very very young when this uh this regulated self makes itself present and i will share a story that has been told to me and this is where it's very sad to me not to the person who is laughing and smiling about them being a person who uses alcohol in a way that brings them joy so in their actual words not mine very beautiful woman definitely part of my oversoul the minute i saw her i was like wow okay yeah we're connected there is no doubt about it we we we, it was love at first sight and i i can't wait to see her again and be able to hang out Uh, so yeah this is a beautiful beautiful woman beautiful in and out okay and uh she's sharing with me her childhood and we're, we're talking i'm sharing my childhood and we're talking about relationships and everything and and so she presents to me this equation uh, i was five or six when i had my first sip of wine because the family are wine they have wine in the vineyards or something like that or they did not anymore she lives on her own now but she's telling me how she got into drinking wine at that young of an age and i'm like okay nobody would catch her nobody would know this this is where she's a grown woman now okay 
and it's because if you have a winery you're going to have a place to store the cellar and she's in love with her alcohol and uh, it's moderate she's she's responsible with it she's not in any way shape or form dysfunctional she's an average everyday person who enjoys wine and has a story now with my somatic informed and trauma-informed background i'm immediately aware of self-soothing gabor mate all, all of that which bezel van der Koe comes to my mind but i'm not going to be saying hey guess what that's very inappropriate and that's very unnecessary and that's also none of my business and so this is where there are those who will say no no you have a right you have to desert so here's where there's a huge misunderstanding of what it means to have information and what it means to be supportive therapist community those are the people who are the subject matter experts and as a mentor and consultant i will be a professional when it comes to my trauma informed anything and that's where they all in any shape way or form and even when i've presented because of my lovely groups being able to get together when i've presented having to handle a situation in the absence of being an official consultant just a friend being able to be the moderator and walk a person through this is another story you've heard the moment where there was definite structural dissociation this was during my master's trauma series class where i had a situation at hand where i was in in the 20 minutes an hour i don't even remember how long i was able to get an individual out of this modality that they were in but the minute i left because i had to leave i had to do work i could not be there continuing this conversation where they literally had calmed down i've been able to connect the dots to their childhood trauma situation their attachment wounds everything and i said you know go do something that makes you happy do they have many activities that could make them happy and they chose not to they started probably ruminating because that's the habit and they could have made a different choice they had been calmed down they had centered themselves they had enough space between the body and the mind to make a different choice and again the suggestion was go resource yourself with something that makes you happy instead they didn't do that and this is where when i was even just sharing about this story the first thing that came out of the mouth of all of these people the therapist was did you ask for permission to go there i said i didn't have to we were actually talking because we're friends and they're like okay you know and they realized one they weren't accusing me i was the one who defended it but they were like no we're meaning you know the permission to talk about so this is something that is of practice to be sure that you're able you have permission to go there because when somebody is experiencing their trauma memory they are either going to get more agitated and so it's where it's a it's a territory you need to walk with respect to space which our body's intelligence the person who's in the enlightenment soul age group will already know so i mean this was common sense to me but i again through the practitioners know the right way in fact here's where even dan was asked how do we as not therapists know where our ethical boundary starts or ends and he says trust your body the minute you know it's too much meaning you're not able to handle and help the person to become more soft so they stay rigid the minute you know that you want to mention and in fact in this case with this particular person i have more than once said i feel that therapy would be good for you there is somatic therapy it's different than cognitive and i like i have told them three to four to five times till they're like you know what 
i don't need therapy people are shitty i'm not any different and this was their answer okay so the minute that you do know which any person who is a mentor a consultant who really has the i care for people will know okay here this is no longer in my area of being able to actually um, support them because they continue to make the same judgment calls which is not their choice they're not choosing so this is where there is an actual very deep protective lens with an attachment wound and trauma history they're aware of it they are not able to be their mediator and in fact again the people who want to expand consciousness and so this is this is this person would be an example of a dysregulated or moderated uh, embodied self and i really don't know which one because they are not in a very bad spot but they're in a spot where they definitely did not see that their charge states are what create that their suffering is creating issues the other lady is fine she actually knows how to manage herself quite well so here's where her actual um ignoring quote unquote is not ignoring it's that uh people who want to drink are allowed to if they're doing it responsibly and that's where that's not going to change unless people want to make it their mission to create something which is again that's where those extremists are so the adults are not looking to go backwards and say oh let's now make it illegal even though some countries actually i was hearing about the whole wine thing and it's in a northern european country somewhere i forget and they're all scared that the european union is going to make sense. so who not we don't know we actually don't know and i personally find it very un- unfortunate that there could be a regression to aspects of control but then again i mean the academia is sharing and showing what it is to be an unhealthy body so it is what it is i mean i come from having smoked cigarettes you all know this story when i quit it was not a problem it was forced upon me because i couldn't get my tobacco but i was already trying to get down to three because that is the ideal number and once i got to be able to go back and forth with italy i was like well i'm not going to pick it back up i'll just use cigars to get that lovely flavor of tobacco because essentially why would i smoke i am a habitual smoker what does this mean i've used it for so many years i love my flavor and i but i also use it when i write and i'm a creator so i write a lot i do videos i do podcasts and whenever i'm creating well i don't do podcasts while i would smoke but writing for sure so long story short though back to our topic again this is where uh for those who have an awareness of their body and health and what it means we're able to be grown-ups but a lot of people aren't grown-ups and so if laws get put into place we actually don't think about um that being good or bad we know that it's going to come to whatever the best of the situation and every country is going to be different we don't think i don't think it'll be global because countries have the ability to be aware of each other's culture and right now what is very huge is being able to allow each other to be one's own culture so there's a whole bunch of awareness when it comes to global oneness and here's why the yellers are not the ones who are calling the shots but the yellers are definitely within their local places making it a big deal back to this ability to navigate neurotypical and neuroatypical okay 
so even with the antisocial personality group all of the groups in the neuroatypical are to be supported and destigmatized and as dan was saying though some definitely need medicine because we still don't have all the answers to anything we're just now learning about how the mind works thanks to technology being able to see this energy flow and this exchange and the way that synapses can be turned on and off and communicate so if you remember i was describing to you the way that the mind communicates there's an energy and information flow and that our brain is embodied uh, meaning it's part of the entire body's network so the peripheral nervous system the autonomic nervous system the endocrine system the immune system the cardiovascular system and the digestive system they all affect the brain the body influences the brain and the brain is not alone and the brain obviously also is part of the body this is why we can with the enlightenment soul age group person we are in our restorative and restored embodied self and we can be compassionate and we are the ones who are more trauma informed and somatic informed and so there is a level of awareness there has to be because if not you would only be embracing spiritual elements which would be only holistic only natural only this only that or only spirituality and really spirituality and holistic go hand in hand so everybody's been following for sure sad guru is up in the radar of all of the holistic community i have not even a shout out doubt about it the people who are in the human elements it depends for them it would be a neuroscience and psychologist but there's a specific degree of them that are a lot of um formality if you will the blend would be a little bit of everything that's all i'm gonna say so um this part about gaia and shift network too they're part of it and so even knowing about the reference of us as technology but not sitting in it as us technology we are human beings okay so the part that our brain our mind our body is one and getting to learn this and know this in depth means being able to talk about neurotypical and neuroatypical without getting into any type of charged state if anyone is charged when i'm meeting them and they're wanting to talk about it i just shut up and let them talk because they have chosen to refer to themselves as an expert in a field and they're ignoring their actual triggered stuff and they're using it in the conversation they're using their suffering their karma in the conversation which means i'm talking to a person with a protector lens an adaptive child lens which means it's personal which means you're not looking to support humanity as a whole right now you're expressing to me you're unburdening you're transferring your energy you are in a moment of transference and all i am to you is a sounding board or i will make sure that i'm only a sounding board because i do not want to engage with the energy that is present because it's not mine it's a child and more than just that it's a belief system an opinion and it's an adaptive child who's thinking of things in twos duality so you're already not in a 5d spectrum you've also chosen your side and you've decided that somehow this is going to be an intellectual and or expansive conversation which it's already not because you're not expanding me you're rigidly speaking to me in a form that is also you know very aggressive if you will and that you're expecting so long story short 5dc person will be in the right silence because that's all we are in the moment is a sounding board for an individual that is in that type of state 
they will leave thinking of themselves as right they would have left thinking of themselves as right even if we had engaged with trying to converse they're nowhere near wanting to have an exchange if they did they'd be open to the opposing side which would mean they would address their entire topic with equanimity not aggression and so here's why the beautiful conversation we are all equanimous on the topic of neurotypical and neurodivergent neurotypical neuroatypical nobody was taking any side there's an actual interest in how do we handle this from a human perspective globally speaking so again um before we move back into that the brain is influenced by the body it's an embodied brain at all times once you have a restored self that's obviously different than a dysregulated or modified i gave you some examples so this would be unaware of unhealthy patterns for your own physicality as well as your interpersonal relationships not good or bad just part of what it is and i'll spell out to you in a minute what uh he spells out so that we can look at it from a neural a interpersonal neurobiological perspective which is a framework that encompasses and incorporates multidisciplinary approaches and different subject matters so the brain is not just a conduit it takes patterns of flow okay and what is exchanged is energy information and flow of energy the um, neural representation where is my notes hold on i'm looking for something specific here it is so um this is what i want to read to you all okay so neurons connect to each other at the synapses and the synapses is where there are neurons so we'll take neuron number one okay uh and then we're going to have a neuron number two so neuron number one it moves uh the movement of ions which is called action potential which is equivalent of a charge moving down okay so ions flow in and out and ions move in and out of the membrane and it's like a charge flowing down the membrane okay when it gets to the end of the length of the long length called an axon it leads to the release of a chemical that chemical is called a neurotransmitter okay there's a lot of chemicals uh or a lot of there's a lot of neurotransmitters serotonin dopamine acetylclonite okay and so the chemicals the neurotransmitters they act as a key so they go downstream they get to neuron 2 and neuron 2 there is embedded in the membrane receptors which are like locks the key goes into the lock and it opens it to allow downstream the movement of ions and in the creation or excuse me of ions and the creation of an action potential or a different kind of neurotransmitter with a different kind of receptor can make it less likely that those pores in the membrane will open up so they can be activating or inhibitory inhibit so they stop okay they they lock in either case what we've described is electrical flow goes down an axon which is electrical energy it is what physicists would call it and he's going down this exp- explanation so from neuron one to neuron two we have basically chemistry that moves down the chemistry acts as a key it will either open or close and then action can be taken or it will be not activated and on that note i'm going to leave it here because what i got to see is something that we've discussed when it comes to the psychopath and that's part of serotonin and this is why 
as Dan Siegel presents, to eliminate science and medicine is not what we are doing here as we explore different types of personalities based on the lasers that we get to now have we get to see the nervous system and the brain and how it functions okay and so in this case again he's saying while there is a a definite reason why a person who is neuroatypical to need economical support because there's a whole set of criteria that take place we want to understand that it's something we're still one learning about medicine is important and that what we want to work with is not only being more trauma-informed somatic informed and so where but also that we're looking to have sensory integration emotional regulation and social cognition abilities worked with so when you have any human being on the face of this planet that would be in a neurodivergent category to work with sensory integration emotional regulation social cognition abilities and that gives the mental training to regulate the emotion to sense shape feel more harmony in your life in an intraconnected way or interconnected way okay and that's where we want to destigmatize all of the different mental health clusters the changing of the word from disorder to something else is my hope too because it would support people to know that it's not a disorder but as dan siegel was presenting he says it is actually a disorder for now what we know of how the mind works again it's it's something that mechanically speaking works a certain way that it can be something worked with yes sometimes though there is the need of medicine so for now this is what we know this is how he was trying to explain it and this is why he said let us work with sensory integration the emotional regulation social cognition abilities social cognition is the way to be able and relate to people right from a mind but also emotional regulation is the ability to regulate your own emotions and sensory integration is the ability to be able and sit in your own body so these are all areas of importance if somebody is 5dc light worker in the enlightenment soul age group they will already be in a state of compassion towards all of these and more when we're relating to any person in our day-to-day life interpersonally speaking okay which is also why we're the ones who are looking to talk about this without picking sides because we're not wanting to pick sides we already know that we want institutions and structure to support every person's health and well-being there's no need for us to yell about it because we are able to understand that our past is not equal to humanity being evil that suffering was created but that humanity has evolved as a species from being a one with the reptilian brain to having a mammalian brain to now having a cortex and to being able now to actually use words with information and research and all of this and come together with different academic subject matters and to explain things that our spirituality people have a lot of wisdom too and science is actually marrying it and that's where we find the academics who are empowered and enlightened being the best and i'm not talking about the half-ass ones the half-ass ones are the same ones who are all rigid in their stance and you can tell who they are i'm talking about people like dan siegel bezel van der kolk pat ogden uh julianne there's also janina fisher there's a whole bunch of them they're not yelling anywhere 
they're making a lot of sense and they're actually not picking sides they continue to respect each other and they actually are looking to work with more disciplines together they're all creating multidisciplinary connections because of realizing we're not only psychology we're not only sociology we're not only anthropology we're not only physics we're not only any of these and we're not only spirituality we're not only a belief system and remaining uneducated in the actual sense of let's not go to school no that's actually something we don't want that would lead us back to when people were literate and really we won't go backwards anyways these are all hypotheticals that people put because they don't like the new information this is one of those things where nature which is what we're part of never leads itself to destruction the dismantling happens because what is from the past is no longer working to create the expansion of consciousness that life is and while our planet goes through its own transformation and people keep wanting to accuse humanity of things we are not evil evil is a concept that exists and socially speaking people talk about it because they're still in their own suffering and dysregulated embodied self or modular moderated the restored embodied self human being in the enlightenment soul age group that is connected to akash this is pure consciousness it's an energy it's an intelligence we actually can see the evolution and the humanity that has arisen from being able to have a cortex mind this thinking brain right here we will have and do have plenty of clairs to know what we're talking about for the people who want to go into the whole metaphysics as a terrorism even though we won't bother with that either because there's no need to talk about energy vampires there are none or dark auras there are human beings that's what they're called and if you get enough trauma-informed somatic informed you'll stop shutting doors at the people you love the minute they turn up with some kind of little bit of a trait where they're ghosting or gaslighting or blocking and be all oh my god okay so a person who's an actual grown-up and knows what's what is only in compassion because we actually do see society evolving moving into a great direction we want to be part of the the land of let's not go down to the past please please you know that that really doesn't look fun if you ask me uh and so on that note there are no sides except for humanity and humanity is evolving and expanding and so with the lovely academics and the structure at place things will move into a direction they will always move more towards all inclusiveness for as much as people think it won't this is not the case if it were the case then we would not be where we're at right now with certain types of laws yes i do know that there are other things that are taking place which seem to be sending people backwards and here's where those are aspects that we will not be discussing because we're not here to talk about laws we're here to talk about how to treat each other with kindness compassion that's where the 5dc lightworker is at for the enlightenment soul age group i share how to support your personal development and how to treat each other with love and that that oversoul all of people are part of our expansion that's the inner growth mindset it's to lead you the advanced place is to neutrality which leads you to be able to be out of duality which then leads you to be able to choose if you want to be in 5d land or not and eventually maybe you're a functional adult and more than just that so it's actually you being able to use your own ability to work with your charge states and not ruin the 
air in a room because you got pissy all of a sudden and decided that that was and 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 the reality is this doesn't happen except for in places where people are actually navigating the same energy Uh, when it happens in a situation where there are all people who are actually embracing 5d unconditional love and neutrality it stands out like a sore thumb and this has recently happened which is why i keep mentioning it mentioning it because uh i have been again involved in more than just one group of people that are getting trauma informed and somatic informed and it has been something interesting to witness those few times that it takes place the people who are uh and and again let me before we close out specify this so um when i've explained a story i was asked a specific question about if i was let's say somebody took away my my entire livelihood okay so let's let's say somebody took away my ability to eat food drink water and i'm saying in in the western world not in the middle of nowhere like i don't have anything to live with anymore no money no nothing okay a person that i love that i trusted and that i like blindly trusted everything they 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 took it all they ruined my reputation you name it the worst case scenario okay and i was asked if i would feel any different than how i felt of this similar situation and i said well here's two things of of me personally i said usually i'm pretty good at spotting certain things so uh there's a way that i work mathematically speaking when it comes to anything that is money wise or food wise right that is actually tangible and so if somebody begins to do any type of activity that will seem they can't come back from if you will right it'll be clear to me but let me hypothetically say that i find myself in what situation you gave me no i would not feel any different because i would be able to look at what i ignored and i would be able to learn from it and i would be appreciative of the experience of having learned because that will have taught me how to make sure that this doesn't happen again so i will have been taught something valuable to actually survive in life but what i really spelled out more than anything was because this is a very i'm making it up but there's a specific example that was provided i said here's how the mind of a person works when we're in enlightenment our entire lives like this and knowing people and habits and patterns if you are if you do there's um i don't because i can't use the exact example i want to but i don't want to it's it's math okay it's math is all i'm going to say there comes a moment where if you add so many things up i know that okay this is it this is all i can this is all i can accept because this is the line of no return now i need to present now you're forcing me to present you something and 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 this is a situation i found myself in where i said yes i have to do this i don't like it i do trust the individual this was work related way back when and i i never forget i did what i did because i knew right now you have crossed a line and this is where now i know that my livelihood is at stake and i've already given as much as i could give without saying a word but now i have to say a word i didn't like being put in that position i knew it was a beneficial position to be put in because this is where we need to be able to stand up for our livelihood actual food in my mouth okay 
so here's where this is an example that i'm giving to you because there are people that get emotional and they say ah but they shouldn't have but this shouldn't this 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 i've had many times where people ah this is what they should have known yeah and i'm thinking who gives a shit of what they should know or not i don't know why you're in their brain i don't know why you're not in your own brain and i don't know why you're not counting math so the the part about being completely in a restored embodied self is you actually do know what well-being means on all levels and it's never personal this is the other part enlightenment soul age group you can be a transformational leader because you can sit in a room with quote-unquote assholes nobody's an asshole they all have a voice they all matter just very straightforward so when it comes to people picking sides when they're in a charge state and they're in a room full of adults they're going to stand out like a sore thumb and they're going to feel a minute of ashamed and then they're going to come back up with their adult bridges on and say i'm so sorry that i ruined the room i'm so sorry because they will notice that they will have been triggered it's not a bad thing we all have again these immature emotions there's a point there's a reason for us going from children to grown-ups so the enlightenment soul age group fyi is about being grown-ups it's not a badge of honor this is coming from the 5d spectrum not any 4d 3d person knows this yet they apparently think it's about living in the mountains or wearing some robe and again they're they're completely missing the point but for them that's their life that's what they want and they're shouting about it all over the place so in the meantime for now we're creating a very different type of way there are conscious people for reason of creating a conscious society which involves human elements spiritual elements and spirituality that's what we are made of we're made of thinking we're made of talking we're made of actually being able to enjoy ourselves the same way aristotle and or whatever socrates i think of socrates when i think of people sitting down and talking and having fun because i've always loved hearing about how socrates could sit there and talk and he was one of the people i did my research paper on in my political science bachelor's degree and i loved learning about his story and i loved hearing about how he would have all these conversations so today you can better bet that at the very least a 5dc person is wanting that and we are looking to support humanity to have more actual nice conversations so neurodivergent neurotypical the adult version people will talk about this without being they won't be shouting at anything and they won't think system won't meet demands no system will meet demands because we're here we will talk that's the difference and so it's nice to have that experience again and again and again with the actual people who are empowered whenever the people who are triggered they stand out they understand some may not doesn't matter in the room they stand out because they just created suffering because they were triggered though with their own so the room is also fyi compassionate enough to know how to stay and be quiet and allow just for that to be what it is because everybody learns from their own triggers when they're learning how to become their restored embodied self so there's going to be compassion for every person and that's why we smile and then we come together again and we don't say oh my god how could you do that and so the enlightenment soul age of person we get to actually be involved in this type of interaction with each other and it really is very very beautiful because we learn to again be compassionate when people are triggered and they may learn to eventually be their restored embodied self which is our hope for them our hope is that all people heal from their unresolved trauma when it comes to neurotypical and neurodivergent 
if for now medicine is a must we know it's a must you know like this is where it's important to have our science people and not just one end of the note plus we're lear- we're still learning technology has given us the eyes to see and how the brain works and i know so many just want to go down not so many i shouldn't say that but the 4d people they think of only holistic and only spirituality we're learning things and that's where it's at you know we we are able to be married with the unknown and so to sit in the middle and know that science and spirituality come together that's the wisdom and the spiritual people that are in wisdom also know this though the embodying of all of our subject matters is what leads us to know more about how we're made and it's eliminating there is no evil there is dysregulated embodied self people and then moderated embodied self people look it up you know look these things up get trauma informed get somatic informed stop shutting doors at each other and yelling at each other because that just perpetuates the very suffering that people keep wanting to say they want to get rid of they're not you're going to get rid of it if you smile like the dalai lama and to get there is your choice fyi that's the enlightenment soul agent you want to smile like said guru you can easily get there as he said too now for some again not necessarily easy when i think of antisocial personality when i think of any neuroatypical neurodivergent i today understand the shame blame fault revenge cycles the rumination the regret and how much of this teflon brain can be in this shame of heartbreak gut wrench torture again i gave you an example of a person who's a beautiful woman beautiful beautiful and yet she talks about her story she knows she has trauma and yet she's living out her life with the idea that the lifestyle she's chosen even something more specific she spells out where i'm like okay that's completely not you healing but she is a person who leads a happy life and so she actually found a way to live with her dysregulated embodied self she's healthy she has relationships she's part of humanity and existence there is no reason for her to change anything now the ones who are suffering here's where they actually are in a different boat with that and there's plenty of help for them too in all cases none of us are here like to to me telling a person who's found their happiness if you're in the enlightenment soul age you will not go telling a human being how to live their life just because you have some information you can share it if you want but this is where they they're not needing it they found how to live life so the only people who keep on thinking that they need to tell other people how to live are not in the enlightenment so age they don't know what it means to choose they are wanting to impose their ways on others based on something that is theirs and you know again it is what it is nothing is good or bad we're all trying to support each other so let's try and just remember to be kind compassionate and loving and to leave room and space for when biological rudeness comes around looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences have a wonderful day